You're listening to the O Shift Audio Blog, hosted by Jennifer Powers and Mark Tucker, a weekly boost for shift heads all across the world. Welcome to the O Shift Audio Blog. This is Mark Tucker and Jennifer Powers. So glad that you're all with us today, including you, Jen. Thank you. Yeah, Glad wanted, to be here. Wanted to make sure to include Wouldn't you. Wouldn't want to see you do this by yourself. Oh, that would be awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ugly. Not much bantering. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of fun um, among all the speaking that Jen has been doing. We've been traveling around and doing um, our program directly to teens. Yeah, we are a dynamic duo for teens, aren't we? Did you ever see yourself as talking to teens directly? No, and it really is you that's carried that baton, and I'm just sort of along for the ride because you really get them, and I, not so much. But I am getting them. The more we are in front of them and the more groups, I'm actually starting to like them a lot more. You do, yeah. In fact, when we're done, usually you're finding some reason to stick around. Yeah. Often we'll have lunch after the program and stick around and sit with the kids and talk, and that was... Really, you. You just kind of like getting to know them. Yeah, it's weird. I would have never thought. But that comes with age, right? No. Well, I would say a lot of people are scared of teenagers. Yeah. Teens can really make me nervous. And it's probably just because I had a rough teenage. You know, it was rough for me. Oh, many, many, many people are nervous around teens. Yeah. yeah but but you're not. No, I'm not. No, I'm very comfortable around teens. I Why? would say it's my sweet spot. You know. Well, you know, not only was I a high school teacher, that's probably... You know, if if I said the area that I was best as a teacher is sort of my relationship with kids, I just I just mm. knew how to do it. And you know, with the boys, oh, we have two. Yeah, your your son just started high school. That's I mean, true. he is a full fledged six foot two teen now. He sure taller is. than you. Yeah, well, mind I, you, I don't know why that <laughs> had to come up. <laughs> We had to point out my shortness. But You're not short. He's no. just really tall. He is tall. Anyway, he's a big boy, and he started freshman year. How does that feel? Like, what's what are some changes you've seen? You know, it's funny. Uh, when, when the boys were just babies, I was mm. always excited for them to get older. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to interact with them, you know, throw the ball around. Um, and I, I, like I said, I think this is a sweet spot for me. Um, one of the things that I think I'm able to, to do well that, a lot of parents have trouble with is sort of make that relationship adjustment. Yeah, that shift. Yeah, that shift in, um, you know, teens, what you see, especially I remember doing, uh, teaching seniors, and how many of you uh, guys are ready to be off on your own and mm. virtually just these hands go bolting up in the air? You know, they're in this real transformative time when um, they're becoming more independent. They're longing for more independent, mm. and it's... And it becomes a challenge for most parents that have gone from this world of telling kids everything to do to giving them that independence. And it happens so quick. Yeah. You know, we're talking just a a few years where a parent has to make that leap. And, um, you know, I would say that it's kind of a metaphor for relationships in general. Hmm, How so? Well, if I think about like when, when I got together with you, you know, my my thought is that Jen is Jen forever. I mean, you are you, and mm-hmm. that's what I should be able to expect. And mm-hmm. I know that that's what I thought in my first marriage, but I think we have to be um, ready for sort of uh, relationships to evolve, for people to evolve and change yeah. and expect it and, and find joy in it, you know? I don't expect mm. you to be the same person at... 40 as you are at 50. Right. It's unrealistic. Right, 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 right. Um, Yeah, I like that. And I, too, come into a lot of 
relationships, not just with you, but with expecting, I think with the low expectation of change. Hmm. And that is unrealistic because the only thing that is constant, right, mm-hmm. is change. And we're always changing. So I appreciate that you bring that up. And I'm just wondering for the folks listening, what your expectations are or have been for your kids, for your spouse, for, I don't know, your coworkers, your boss. I mean, I know, you know, working with professionals, they they change because they evolve in their work, not just from longevity, but from promotion. And a lot of people struggle with the change from, you know, one day from that person being their coworker to another day being their leader, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, that's going to happen. And we're no longer peers like we were before. We're, right. We are now direct report and supervisor or whatever. So being, I think, expectant of those changes mm-hmm. is good. But you always were. You were you were actually not, I think, like some parents where, and I don't know because I'm not a parent, but some parents are like, they're always going to be my baby. Sure. Like my mom would say that. Like, you're always going to be my baby. Yeah. And, no, I'm really not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not your baby. <laughs> I was a baby for like four years. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But um, yeah, I think there's a kind of a misconception. But you didn't have that. Well, you know, it's funny because a lot of parents make the mistake of um, trying to be the sort of dictator of what kids do, you know. Sure. And kids, I think what I like to do is like hold them to a real high standard. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think it's really good to give kids information, but trust that they'll make the right decision. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the way that this this connected to what you said mm-hmm. is that part of that is you get to see them mature and blossom, mm-hmm. and that is that feels risky for a lot of parents, mm-hmm. you know. And you see kids d- being independent and and forging their own way. That could feel like they don't need they me. They don't anymore. need me anymore. Yeah, yeah my yeah. role is diminished, and I would say that that's a fear that I don't really have. Uh, it's sort of an expectation. They're not going to need me as much. Well, I've seen in your fathering, your shift go from, um, here's, uh, you need me to tell you what to do and to show you what to do, to remind you what to do, to now, which is, I'm just going to remind you of the consequences of your actions. And then I'm going to let you do what you do, say what you say, go where you go. But uh, my my role now is to just remi- tell you, show you, remind you, of potential consequences of your choices. And that's not even the, con- that's not the consequences I'm going to impose. That sounds kind of ominous. No, like, no. If you do this, no. I'm going to kick the crap at you. It's more no. like, hey, listen, this is what you can expect. That's right. You These are flun- some possible you, you outcomes. Can, you can flunk out of school. That's right. I, one thing I'm not going to do is chase you down and find out, did you do your homework? How are you doing at school? Right. I had a, a, at a, you know, parent conference, the teacher was like, my son was there and the teacher was saying, this is how you can check up on, you know, the work. Is yeah. he turning in it? I'm like, listen, I'm never going to do that. Mm-hmm. That's his responsibility. And mm-hmm. I said it in front of my son. Mm-hmm. He, that's his resp- I got my responsibility, which is work. His responsibility is doing well in school. Mm-hmm. And just making it crystal clear, that's his responsibility. And to him, it's like, hey, listen. I was talking to my son the other day, you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm up the road getting gas pump, and, and one of the people pumping <laughs> gas is one of my former students because I, yeah. I live very close to my old school. And I told him about that and he cracked up and I'm yeah. like, hey, man, 
I, I, you know, the kid failed out. This is what he's doing now, yeah. 10 years later. Not that there's anything wrong with pumping hey, gas, pump, listeners. Pump, pump away, my friend. <laughs> but it's it's great for them to know that, you know, those people in, in society are very important. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's not just how necessarily how hard you try, but, you know, th- that's how that works mm-hmm, a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And um, So you told your son basically... Um, what you put into it is what you're going to get That's out of That's a path that he can yeah. choose. I am not going to be the one to um, do decide. that work nope. and remind him nope. and pressure, nope. pressure him. It's like here is here are the facts. Yep. Right Here are the potential outcomes I'm that you gonna can I'm not going to wake expect. you up for school. If you're, right. you're, you're, the ride leaves at this time, you, you need mm-hmm. to have that alarm done and be ready to go. You know, things like that. Very hard for parents. Yeah, a it's, lot t- of parents. it's tough to do. And what, what parents find is they become... The, they, they're working so hard. And I remember having a parent come to me with a parent conference and this kid is sitting there like a doofus. He's mm-hmm. got a 30% in my class and mm-hmm. parents wringing our hands. I don't know what to do. I just, you know, I tell mm-hmm. him. It's like, and I look at the kid and I'm like, dude, this is not your mom's job. Yeah, this yeah. Is, this whole conversation, this is you. What are you doing? You got a 30%. Oh, it's yeah. working well for him. Mom's got to just get him out of bed, get him to school, all those things that... And he's got it. He's he's figured it out. And but, mom, dad, they played right into that uh, that role of doing everything for the kid. I see this in leaders too. You know, leaders in the business world. It's like if they're doing for their the people that are working under them, then the people under them will never hold themselves accountable for uh, you know to the highest potential that they can because they're always being decided for or told what to do. Right? Not empowered or held accountable. Yep. So it's true in many relationships. Yeah, I know that you teach a lot of leaders that a lot of executives and managers. Yeah. It's like you're doing too much work here. Yeah, like me. If I take out the trash, what am I teaching you? <laughs> 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 if I keep putting it out every Thursday, now I got the now I put it all together. I put it all together. It all comes full Shoot. circle, my dear. Oh man, I'm, I'm just a meal around here. <laughs> good enough. Well, I I think we're good on this topic. Um, yeah, this ho- was fun. Hopefully, you've gotten something out of it. But you know, relationships are meant to evolve and grow, and hopefully, you can roll with the punch. And I know sometimes we get stuck and thinking that uh, we're supposed to dictate how others are supposed to be and that's just not necessarily the case right we got our own selves to worry about yep (laughs) (laughs) take out the trash honey (laughs) all right you guys love yourself thanks for listening to get your free copy of o shift or hear more audio blogs head over to oshift.com while there find out how you can get more involved with the worldwide o shift movement